0: First, let's move on to Roy Bacatini, because there is a perverse upside to our ports crisis and I'm, I'm waiting for this to end up as an election speech as a positive because it's on balance it's not a positive but it's amazing that local fashion retailers are being forced to ramp up local clothing production using uh, alternative seaports and air freight to try and mitigate against the breakdown of local ports and the failure of rail logistics. We've seen the Foschini Group say it's had enough stock through December. It it's not anticipating the autumn problems we've seen Woolworths and Truworths using more local suppliers, placing orders earlier. Chief executive of Woolies is Roy Bagatini. He's on the line to us from Cape Town this evening. It has become increasingly difficult to keep your supply chains moving to ensure that you've got stock on shelves. Roy, it's been a, a heck of
1: a, a twelve months. Yes, no thanks. Uh, thanks. Good evening, Bruce. good evening to your listeners. Uh, no, it, it certainly hasn't been without its challenges. But uh, you know as <laughs> As we always uh, find, you know, we find ways around it and we try and sort of put in mitigations to to address it. And, uh, you know, by and large, you know, you sort of feel the pain once and you learn from that and then you come up with solutions uh, to address it. In our case, uh, you know, we've had to sort of uh, rejig our sort of what we call our go-to-market li- you know, calendar essentially by putting in a little bit more lead time so we can actually ensure we get stuff flowing through smoothly. And um, We've also got much better line of sight to product coming in before it lands so we can redirect it. Uh, to a port where there's going to be least least amount of friction. Uh, we're also placing much smaller orders so that you don't get all sort of clogged up with one big order not coming through uh, and you reduce your risk through that. And as you pointed out, air freight always an option. Expensive though, so not super sustainable. Uh, but really, I mean, ramping up local production uh, or lo- production in local manufacturing is uh, is, is clearly a big mis- risk mitigator for us too.
0: I, I'm sure you've done the maths. I mean the, the fact that you've got to bring shipments in through Volfers Bay and then put stuff on trucks and then drive it all the way down to distribution centres throughout South Africa adds a cost. If you have to bring things in by mm. air freight, it adds a cost. That cost ultimately gets paid by
1: your customer
0: um, and of course that uh, drives up the, or the average inflation of your of your product mix?
1: No, it does. I mean, it does add a cost and then uh, you look for ways of of getting more efficient. But what's more important to us is actually having the product on the shelf. Uh, So, uh, you know, you may not uh, necessarily in the short term make the same margin, uh, but you then do find ways of of, of, of efficiencies and, and, and then trying to offset that cost. Uh, there's, uh, it's always a trade-off. It
0: certainly is. And instead of focusing on innovating and growing and finding new product lines and new and exciting and fun stuff to do, you're spending I'm sure more than you should be doing on the crisis mitigation because in most places, in most parts of the world, a crisis happens and you deal with it, but you've got crisis upon crisis. There's almost a compound of crises in South Africa which all results in the same issue and that is you can't get stock on a shelf.
1: absolutely I mean it's, it's, it's probably pretty fair to say that you know the, the South African landscape you know the obstacle course that we have to run literally every day is is quite uh, quite particular and specific to us. there's no doubt every country's got its challenges. Uh but that's also why you see when some sort of South African managers go offshore, Bruce. Uh you know, it sort of feels like a walk in the park relative <laughs> to running a business in South Africa. Um so yeah, I mean, uh yeah, that that is true. Uh, here, of course, all about ports and
0: load shedding and bird flu. And then on top of that, of course, it's the global issues of interest rates and the fact that, you know, every time you, a central banker opens their mouth, um, the expectation of an interest rate cut gets pushed out a month or two. Um, and, uh, you know, there just doesn't seem to be any kind of relief from the really big elevated living costs that are gouging your customers' ability to spend not only here but in Australia where you retain some big businesses too.
1: No, no, I mean, I think it's true. I mean, the macros, uh, you know, are the macros, Bruce. I mean, and there's not a hell of a lot you can do about that. Um, I think what is critical is for businesses like ours to really focus on the things that you can actually impact, uh, the things that you do have have influence over. And, uh, you know, that's sort of what we try and do, uh, you know, uh, really get the teams to to really clearly interpret what's going on around the business, but more importantly, make sure our strategies are are the right ones and that they're working, uh, you know, particularly insofar as, as trying to get uh, get something to the customer that they, they really value from us.
0: I mean, again, the numbers are hard to compare because you you sold David Jones in Australia last year, and the accounting got a, got very complicated. But uh, I, I think all in all, you did see an increase in sales during the period. There was some volume growth, but I mean, price inflation of nearly eight percent is is tough in an environment where your customers are stretched. Food, though, the food business of Woolies is the high flyer. I was just in Woolies this morning, um, you know, looking for a few things and just looking at the array of products and produce and comparing on some of my more recent travels what is on woolly shelves and what i see around the world and it remarkably remains you know again i hate the term world class but that's what it is
1: i've said this before i mean i really think and having worked in other markets globally i mean i really think our foods business here is world class i mean it it does deliver to the customer its customer offering is really very differentiated and very special I mean uh, our focus on quality as you know our continuous sort of focus on investing in the customer offering whether through price through innovation etc that it does deliver the best proposition in the market and at the same time it delivers the best proposition to our shareholders i mean we have the highest return on capital in the sector by three to four times that of our, 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 our you know the next best in the sector but your point about uh, you know choice i mean obviously Having choice uh, is, is important. We do try and keep our shelves stocked full. I mean, we've seen uh, through the strategies that we have that uh, we're bringing a lot more customers into the brand. We're driving many more transactions and driving bigger basket sizes. And that does translate into the best, uh, uh, strongest organic growth in the sector. Our like-for-like sales are the highest in the industry. And, and again, that converts into being the most profitable business in the industry.
0: However, your shareholders are yet to be convinced. Share price down 6.5%, 62 Rand or thereabouts. It's kind of stuck in a time warp, it feels.
1: I mean, I think it's important to put overall uh, results into context, though. You know, I think uh, uh, the macros are tough. I mean, we can, we're coming off a record high base, the, the highest earnings uh, in the history of the company last year. So we're always going to be up against it a little bit. But I think in that context, what we do say we have delivered, I think, a very respectable result, particularly in our South African business, which is our core business, where Woolies uh, you know, grew profits by, by 10%. I think what, what we're seeing our shareholders react to is, is really our, our, our Australian business, uh, which has become an increasingly bigger part of our business and does make a meaningful contribution to our profitability. Uh, but that, uh, that, is, uh, that is battling uh, given, as I say, the macro in, in, in Oz. Uh,
0: are you looking to exit completely out of Oz? You did sell David Jones, Country Road, and, of course, Trenary. Are they long-term uh, parts of the Woolies Jigsaw?
1: Now, the, that Country Road Group business is actually a pretty neat business. I mean, uh, what we're seeing now is a moment in time. It's a cyclical issue, uh, and it does obviously impact short-term profits. We, we're very clear that when, it, uh, when, it, uh, you know, when things turn, it will come bouncing back. And having said that, though, you know, it still contributes you know, over 600 million Rand to our bottom line. So, and it is a self-funding business, too. So, you know, no, prof, no, no, no funds are being channeled from South Africa to support it. Uh, uh, so it's got some great gross runway. Uh, it's just uh, it's experiencing bad moments at the moment, given the macros, essentially.
0: Chief Executive at Woolies at the Woolworths Group, Roy Bagatini, this evening on The Money Show.